Preface and Introduction of My Brilliant Career This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. My Brilliant Career by Miles Franklin Preface A few months before I left Australia, I got a letter from the bush signed Miles Franklin, saying that the writer had written a novel but knew nothing of editors and publishers, and asking me to read and advise. Something about the letter, which was written in a strong original hand, attracted me, so I sent for the manuscript. And one dull afternoon I started to read it. I hadn't read three pages when I saw what you will no doubt see at once, that the story had been written by a girl. And as I went on I saw that the work was Australian, born of the bush. I don't know about the girlishly emotional parts of the book. I leave that to girl readers to judge. But the descriptions of bush life and scenery came startlingly, painfully real to me. And I know that, as far as they are concerned, the book is true to Australia, the truest I ever read. I wrote to Miles Franklin, and she confessed that she was a girl. I saw her before leaving Sydney. She is just a little bush girl, barely twenty-one yet, and has scarcely ever been out of the bush in her life. She has lived her book, and I feel proud of it for the sake of the country I came from, where people toil and bake and suffer, and are kind, where every second sunburnt bushman is a sympathetic humorist, with the sadness of the bush deep in his eyes, and a brave grin for the worst of times and where every third bushman is a poet with a big heart that keeps his pockets empty. Henry Lawson, England, April 1901 Introduction Possum Gully, near Goulburn, New South Wales, Australia, the 1st of March, 1899 My dear fellow Australians, just a few lines to tell you that this story is all about myself. For no other purpose do I write it. I make no apologies for being egotistical. In this particular I attempt an improvement on other autobiographies. Other autobiographies weary one with excuses for their egotism. What matters it to you if I am egotistical? What matters it to you, though it should matter, that I am egotistical? This is not a romance. I have too often faced the music of life to the tune of hardship, to waste time in snivelling and gushing over fancies and dreams. Neither is it a novel, but simply a yarn, a real yarn. Oh, as real as really real, provided life itself is anything beyond a heartless little chimera, it is as real in its weariness and bitter heartache as the tall gum trees among which I first saw the light are real in their stateliness and substantiality. My spear in life is not congenial to me. Oh, how I hate this living death which has swallowed all my teens, which is greedily devouring my youth, which will sap my prime, and which my old age, if I am cursed with any, will be worn away. As my life creeps on for ever through the long, toil-laden days with its agonising monotony, narrowness and absolute uncongeniality, how my spirit frets and champs its unbreakable fetters, all in vain. Special notice. 
"'You can dive into this story head first, as it were. "'Do not fear encountering such trash "'as descriptions of beautiful sunsets "'and whisperings of wind. "'We, 999 out of every thousand, "'can see naught in sunsets save as signs and tokens "'whether we may expect rain on the morrow or the contrary. "'So we will leave such vain and foolish imagining "'to those poets and painters, poor fools.' Let us rejoice that we are not of their temperament. Better be born a slave than a poet. Better be born a black. Better be born a cripple. For a poet must be companionless, alone, fearfully alone, in the midst of his fellows whom he loves. Alone, because his soul is as far above common mortals as common mortals are above monkeys. There is no plot in this story, because there has been none in my life or in any other life which has come under my notice. I am one of a class, the individuals of which have not time for plots in their life, but have all they can do to get their work done without indulging in such luxury. End of Introduction